Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney WTF, where we talk about what's the fuss about Disney. I'm Richie, and I'm here with my partner in Good Deeds, Lori, and she's a Disney lover, and I'm really still trying to figure it all out, but somehow we've made a way to make this relationship work. Yes. Headlines. Well, we don't really have headlines, <laughs> kind of. So, so the headline is... The headline is, we found out that, I'm sure some of you may or may not know, that there's a renovation that happened at the pop century or there are currently renovations going on at the pop century resort and we found out that there are two uh if you request the 80s or the 90s rooms you will get a renovated room but if you do not uh, recommend or request those rooms it'll be by chance or by random that you can possibly get a renovated room at the time of this recording yes and we were lucky enough to get a room this past weekend. Yes, which we'll go over in a little bit. Yes, but anyway, this is this is this is a trip report. Yes. So today we're going to be doing a trip report about things you can do when you're not going to be in the parks. So let's say you're like us and your passes are blacked out and you can't go into a park because they won't let you. Or maybe you want to take a day off from the parks because it's just too overwhelming or too hot. Or maybe you're on a budget and you can't spend another day at the parks. Well, everything that we did on this trip was geared towards that concept. So things that you can just kind of do without having to pay for admission to get into a park and still have a great time at Disney. Yes. And so this was a really big deal for Richie because he's never really been to Disney and not gone to a park. It's kind of like, what's the point, right? Yes, that was that was definitely a thing for me. I, I have never, literally have never gone to Disney without going to the parks. So, but I, but I realized that, you know, there was a ton of stuff that we could be doing at Disney, outside of Disney, which, you know, we're, we're going to go over today. But that was really, it was, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy to know that, like, as, as you hear, you can legitimately go to Disney without having to go to a park and still have a blast and see a bunch of cool stuff. And things that we did, it it wasn't it wasn't all inclusive of all the things you can do outside the park just because we kind of geared it towards our particular interests, but there's so many other things that you can do that we didn't even touch the surface of. Yeah, we didn't even go to all the resorts. I know. <laughs> and we did like a day and a half borderline and we did not go to all the resorts, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. So why don't we get started? Let's do it. So we drove up on Saturday morning, and actually this was kind of a last-minute trip. We'd only decided earlier in the week that we just that we were going to take this trip to yeah, do it was last this minute. show, which yeah. is also another reason that you know you don't have to do a lot of crazy planning ahead. You know, if you have the ability to go for a weekend, mm -hmm. you know you can do that without having to buy any tickets. You can just go. Well. <laughs> I mean, we have the ability because we can just drive, luckily, but... There's other people that live in Florida. No, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we were able to actually get that reservation at Pop Century super duper last minute, and we got a great rate for Florida residents. So if you are uh, happen to be living in Florida, there's Florida resident discounts still available, and there was a lot of rooms that were available we stayed at Pop Century and I reserved that because I heard about the newly renovated rooms and I was just like, oh my goodness, I have to be in one of these. But kind of booked it with just the off chance of knowing that like, oh, I'm probably not going to win the room lottery and we're probably going to end up staying in a regular room, which is fine. 
But yeah, well, I guess we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, so yeah, we drove up on Saturday morning and the first place we went was actually Fantasia Gardens mini golf. Not to golf though, but to park. We did park there. Yes. And the reason why I parked there is because I really was not in the mood to get searched through my bags of stuff to look for my ID. And I knew that at Fantasia Gardens Mini Golf, it's across the street from the boardwalk area. And you can just park there without having a guard ask for your ID. So we just did that. Which now, I that was cool. Like there was a bunch of people. I mean, there's a there we didn't do that activity, but mm-hmm. that seemed like it was a lot of uh, potential for a lot of fun to have playing mini golf. And then they had, what happens at the Dancing Hippo? I, I just saw the sign, but I don't know what actually happens there. So Fantasia Gardens, is it, it is mini golf themed to the movie Fantasia. Okay. And so in the background, you hear the soundtrack to the movie. So all these wonderful songs by famous composers are just played in the background. But it's it's cool because you kind of see the scenes from the movie in the mini golf holes. And you hear the music that's from that scene. So even though maybe mini golf wasn't for us, it's absolutely something that you can do for a day out of the parks. It's definitely not as expensive as paying for a ticket for one for one day at a park. So it's a pretty cool option if you're into doing something like that, especially if you have kids. Kids would love it. And so the Dancing Hippos is a whole area. Oh, okay. Because it looked like it was a huge staging area almost. I don't know. But anyway, that golf situation was a little dangerous because it was like right there on the street. What if some kid like, you know, like whacked one off and that old ball can go straight into a car? Yeah, that's true. That is the risk. And that's the risk of parking there also. That is the risk of parking there. Yeah. So we took a big risk as well. I mean, that's one heck of a golfer for (laughs) if that kid was able to whack one (laughs) to the parking lot area and hit a car. But, um... Very so then, talented. so we left there and we walked to through the to the towards the boardwalk. Yes, so we walked towards the boardwalk area, which is just across the street from the mini golf area. And I told you, Richie, something about the Swan and the Dolphin resorts, which are not owned by Disney. Mm-hmm. And that blew your mind. Why did that blow your mind? Well, because it's on Disney grounds. So you, you know, I think that the common thought is, you know, whatever is on Disney property would be owned by Disney. I would say. But no, it turns out that they have hotels and resorts that are not that are not owned by Disney. And they were huge and they looked Disney. Like they they looked like they could be themed of something Disney. It didn't look like some other, you know, company designed the architecture of the buildings. They looked like they could fit in. They could have fit into being Disney, which I guess that was a purpose, but But isn't that crazy though? Because you figure so Disney is entrusting these other companies with their guests you know, in a way, because even though they are used for conventions and things like that, a lot of the people staying there are going to be guests of Disney in their parks and in their other resort areas. Mm -hmm. And so they probably have the same impression as you where they, they think that, Oh, I'm at on Disney property. I'm in a hotel. Wow. It's, it's beautiful. Disney's doing such a great job when really it's like Sheridan. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) exactly. I wonder how Sheridan feels about that. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, so we walked through the boardwalk area, and at this point in the day, we were a, 
like we were really hungry. I was going to say a little hungry, but we were really hungry. No, we were super hungry. We were tired. You know, we just been in the car for three and a half hours. So we were ready to eat. Yeah. So we were going to get breakfast at the Boardwalk Bakery, but unfortunately they stopped serving some of their breakfast offerings. So then we kind of went to the, the Trattoria Al Forno mm-hmm. to look if they were still serving breakfast. They were not. So then we just decided to kind of do lunch. Yes. And so we ate lunch at Big River Grill. Yes, that place was cool. I uh, I liked there because you know it was a good sit down inside sit down. Where the, whereas the the bakery you can't sit in the bakery. You have to get whatever you want to get and walk out. And yeah. then I mean you could sit outside, but it, it was hot when we got it there. Was it was hot. hot. We were we were sweating profusely yes. at this point already. <laughs> so the the that place was a good place that we can sit down and eat. Yeah, so we had um, a little bit of lunch there, and then we cont- after that, which was the, by the way, Big River Grill is pretty good. Um, I it's not my favorite restaurant on property, but it's it's not a bad offering for like a quick lunch. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have to wait; we didn't have a reservation. We just walked in, sat down, and we were served. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was good. So after that, we we did a lot of resort hopping. Yeah. Around the boardwalk. So the first one we went to was the Boardwalk Resort. And we got to see all the different theming. And I told Richie that it's actually supposed to be like a New Jersey shore boardwalk. And that's kind of where the inspiration comes. Yeah. And when you walked into the resort, what did you think of it? So first of all, I started seeing that's, I mean, being obviously it was the first resort we walked into for this trip. The attention to detail was insane. Like, you know, they had really cool lamps I saw that remind me of the lamp from uh, the Beauty and the Beast. What's the guy's name? Lumiere. Lumiere, yeah. Oh yeah, check that out next time you're at the Boardwalk Resort. In the it's his arm. It definitely like, is his arm. <laughs> it's his arm for sure. There's all the lamps in that. In, in the that. lobby. Yeah. <laughs> the other cool thing I really liked about there was the wooden floors. You could really, like, they were squeaky old wooden floors that you. It really, like, I don't know how like new or old it was, but it really made you feel like you were on some sort of like old building. I know, and which is crazy cool. because I feel like that is totally intentional. Yeah, it has to be because no other building you f- you feel that way. Like you don't you don't have that other type of that type of wooden feeling with creaky cre- creaky floors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the bathrooms were cool. Yeah, the bathrooms were super nice. What's the men's bathroom like? I haven't been in there before. Super nice. <laughs> <laughs> there was, it was so nice to put a story on Instagram on it. Um, but it was uh, you didn't see that. I don't think so. Oh, I'll show it to you. I anyway, that. <laughs> but yeah, there's a, there's a story on there about uh, about, it's really nice in there. Okay, it, have, it has nice wallpaper. <laughs> I mean, I've never heard anybody rave about the Disney Boardwalk bathroom before, so this is it was nice. This is awesome. If you ever need a bathroom to stop, that's definitely the place to go. If mm. you're near it, if you can make it there, do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember we walked down past the bathrooms off of lobby. Um, past the lounge area that wasn't open yet because it was still kind of early in the day. Um, and we found this like cozy little spot just before you walked outside to the little cottage cottages. And we just sat on a couch there and kind of relaxed and drank coffee and listened to the awesome music of the boardwalk, which is a lot of jazzy tunes, which we really liked. Mm-hmm. And I remember while you were actually in the bathroom, you know, <laughs> I now I understand it. why you were in there for so long because you were taking pictures the I, whole time. I had to use it. Um, I saw a, a bellhop or a concierge walk into the elevator with a woman and I overheard a conversation where he was like, oh yeah, we can send the chef 
up from Big River Grill or Trattoria Al Forno up to your room to cook you something. And I'm like, oh my goodness, who just walked in that elevator? What kind of fancy, what kind of fanciness are they going to have? Can they come to Pop Century? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but it was, it was, it's a really, really nice resort. Um, and then after that, we walked out, um, outside to see the little cottage areas. And fun fact, they're all individually numbered with their mailboxes. Like they're almost like a bird. They have the house numbers. Mm -hmm. They all have their own house numbers. Yeah. Probably a lot of money to stay there. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's a deluxe resort. So you, they theme it so much to make you feel like you're really immersed in the experience. So when you say it's a deluxe resort, is that what like is that an official term or is that something that you you're just considering it like you say it or is that a legitimate Disney term? So that's a legit Disney term. So okay. there's value, moderate, and deluxe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Three oh, I, I thought I explained this to you no, on the trip. That. So every resort around the boardwalk area is a deluxe resort. And so Disney describes that as having more amenities. You have more theming available, more expensive dining <laughs> options. They, it's well, more they, expensive. They, they, what it is. So after the deluxe, there's the moderates and they also have a lot of theming, a lot of amenities. Um, the pool area of, of moderate resorts are usually pretty nice. Um, the rooms are a little bit bigger. Um, than value resorts mm -hmm. and then the value resorts are more for people who don't spend a lot of time in their rooms because they're a little bit smaller and they're not as in intensely themed and actually I did want to bring up something about the difference between where we stayed versus where we visited um, a little bit later but so yeah there is different tiers to the resorts and mm -hmm. the boardwalk the beach club and the yacht club are, are, are deluxe cool okay yeah I didn't know that so we after we left the boardwalk resort we continued around to the beach club and so the beach club is also supposed to be themed like, oh, seaside, northeastern beach, getaway. And when you walk in, you still notice that theming is very... Is that you? No. Is that you? <laughs> no. So... <laughs> what the hell was that? Okay, go. <laughs> I don't know, but it felt like it was on the table. So when you walk in, you feel like you're immersed in that area. Mm -hmm. So what did you think of the beach club and the yacht club? Well, the beach club is the beach club where we got the ice cream. Yeah. Okay. So the beach club was cool. They had that ice cream place that had the Disney sinks or whatever, which we didn't do, but that was a, that was a cool thing that they had there. We did, we did get ice cream though. And they had rainbow sprinkles. Like I, if you, if you're an ice cream shop and you don't have rainbow sprinkles, I will not buy ice cream from you. But luckily Disney had rainbow sprinkles. Mm -hmm. So that was awesome. And for the record, we went to Beaches and Cream, which Beaches is the and place cream. that Richie is talking about. Okay, yeah. yeah. So Beaches and Cream, the ice cream was really good there. And then we got to um, it was it's a little difficult to get a seat in there though. So you know they're like I guess they you had to make a reservation to eat at that ice cream place, which I had never heard of in my life before. People love Beaches and Cream, and a lot of it is because of the kitchen sink. Like it's a famous thing that people do when they're at the Beach Club Resort. Yeah. Luckily, the hostess was nice enough to rec nice enough to recommend us to go to Martha's Vineyard, which is like the lounge area right next to Beaches and Cream inside the resort. And we just sat there and ate our ice cream and mm. took in the sights of people going by. And that little that little nook was cool. So if, I think if you're in the beach club and you want to just sit and like have some, you know, ambient noise around you, I think that place was a good was a good place to sit. What was it called? 
Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, if you're there, go go hang out there for a little bit. Spend some time. It's really relaxing. You can see all the people walking by. We had that like wonderful ambient lobbyist noise, like, <laughs> and it was it was really relaxing to sit there. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, and so after that, we went to the yacht club, and in the yacht club, a lot of things happened. We saw the giant globe in the lobby of the yacht club and it was a globe for it was supposed to be depicting the earth in the year 1600 something and it spun which was really cool but you, it was just fascinating to to look at yeah that that was a cool that thing surprised me because when i first saw it i was like that i there's no way that thing spins and then like i, I was like oh my god i think it spins and then it really did spin i know and then when you touch it you're like ooh, somebody's gonna tell me not to touch it yeah. but i'm gonna do it <laughs> there was no signs <laughs> i looked heavily to try to find a sign that says don't touch this because like and there's no sign you can touch it you can spin it mm-hmm. it's interactive that was cool and then there's hidden mickeys on the carpet yes there is there's hidden. a lot of hidden mickeys on the carpet yeah which so is always fun. There's also a little cafe food market like in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember the name of it. I but think it was called Ale and Compass. Yeah, but it was in the it was in that yacht club. It was really cool. It looked like a super modern. Like you can get hot sandwiches there. They had pastries that were being warmed up there. Mm-hmm. It was like a little food market, which was cool. Um, and then we left there, and then we went to ride our first minivan ride. Yes, so we talked to the one of the drivers of minivans and he gave us some pretty cool insider information. So apparently they're doing a soft opening for the minivan service right now and he said, "Oh, rides are free." Yeah, if you can <laughs> if you can get to Disney between now and the time that before the app goes live and you see a minivan parked out there, you can probably use it for free. Yeah, and they said we could take it anywhere on property, but we just wanted it to take us like a half a mile to our car. Yeah, so it was less than half a mile. I know. Probably. I I don't know if they were like disappointed by that or excited by that, but yeah. it, it, regardless, we only went a short distance. But the driver was super nice, um, very professional. They asked us, "Oh, is the air conditioning to the right temperature for our liking?" And they made sure we put on our seatbelts. Yes, they did make sure we put on our seatbelts. Safety first, teamwork second. <laughs> That's definitely their motto. As as it is <laughs> as, yours too. As it is my life motto. <laughs> and I saw a picture um, online before we left uh, that they have car seats available for kids who are needing car seats as oh, well. That's cool. So that's always an option if you have small kids and you're like, oh, but I feel more comfortable if we take our own car. Um, well, minivans got you covered. So yeah. it's pretty awesome. And so, yeah. After we wait, mm-hmm. some a uh, couple things more on the minivan situation. So I was pretty curious, and I wanted to know, you know, d- is the is the technology of the app going to be using someone else's technology? Like, mm-hmm. is it going to be based off of Uber, or is it going to be based off the platform of Lyft, or maybe a third one that we don't know about yet? Or was it going to be, you know, a native app of Disney? And mm-hmm. she didn't, she couldn't answer it, and she said she didn't really know. But, you know, I wasn't sure if that was like because it's a secret or, you know, and they can't say who it is Mm -hmm. or if like they she really literally just did not know. But I'm curious to see what that's going to be like if they're using another 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 app, which I do think speaking of, too, we used an Uber later on in the day and we went pretty far. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was only like six dollars. Yeah. And I'm not sure because right now, you know, the whole release is for $20. You can go anywhere in the park. 
And I just think that for them to properly capitalize on that and for people to actually use that, the majority of people, they're going to have to lower that price. I think yeah. $20 is a lot. Like, it, like, you know, like unless you're literally going from like the driving the entire park, I think $20 is a lot of money for, yeah. uh, because for a little ride. Lyft and Uber are pretty affordable, especially in such a small area. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, Disney World Resort is a pretty small area mm-hmm. and you're able to get around relatively quickly just in Uber. But And, and we kind of talked about this last night too. Is Disney going to ban Uber and Lyft and taxi cabs? Probably not because if, if you're Uber and I mean, granted they probably would follow all regulations and rules if Disney did ban them. But if you just remove the little Uber sticker from the front of your car, this could be my cousin dropping me off, yeah, you know, you be able to tell. exactly. And it would still be probably a lot more cost effective. And that is an interesting thing. Like the, the $20 flat rate. I wonder how they calculated that. Cause I, I feel like everything at Disney costs a little bit more. So like a bottle of water. Mm-hmm. So it costs a dollar fifty out of a vending machine at a hospital. I don't know why I picked hospital. <laughs> <laughs> but but if you go to Disney, literally it cost me three fifty to get my water bottle last night when we got back to the hotel. Yeah. And maybe if you figure that kind of rate hike, that mm. twenty dollars is just oh, it's a Disney type of price. Yeah. You know, it's it's making it's making it a little bit more it's like the the magic surcharge yeah the magic surcharge (laughs) that's a cool term you should coin that the magic surcharge yeah right everything at disney has a magic surcharge unfortunately i don't know i mean maybe it has to do too with you know a lot of times when things gets rolled out first they you know try to you know play with supply demand and Mm -hmm. um it's also could be a strategy that oh let's start out higher and maybe like that'll be what you know people will be okay with like i mean i'm just speculating you know i'm just i'm one guy that thinks that so it could be, you know, they're just going to test out the market and maybe they actually might increase the prices because you see that too many people would be willing to pay that $20 for what they have available. So maybe mm-hmm. it might jump up to 30 or 35 or something like that, you know, so. But you think we'll about to, where the, the, the minivans are stationed. They're stationed at deluxe resorts where people are paying a lot of money to be in a room. You know, maybe they have people who are foreigners staying there and they don't have access to the uber app yeah but they're stationed there now they they had the apps not even live what no, happens no, 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 when no. it goes just, to like i'm just saying like you could easily get the lob the lobby concierge let's say like oh i need to get here do you have any suggestions then the lobby concierge will be like well actually we have this van service that will take you wherever you want to go for twenty dollars and they'll be like oh that's so convenient you know and they don't maybe aren't super familiar with how uber works in the area and they don't have the app on their phone. <laughs> I know this is getting this is getting really outlandish. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm pretty I'm sure everyone hi- knows how to use Uber. Hypothetically <laughs> speaking, how are the minivans going to work? This is how they're going to work. But regardless, cool experience to have. Yes. Which, by the way, I do want to say the minivan design looks really nice in person. Oh yeah. It is. So it's designed as Minnie Mouse, but the the wrap that they have it in is like a matte finish. Yeah, it's not like a it's not like a flat. It's not like a, a, a like a you know red, like, like a, a bright red. Like it's not a shiny red. Yeah. It is like a matte red. It's really mm-hmm. nice. It looks really really cool. Yeah. And the, and the Chevy traverses that they used are really nice inside, and they're very yeah. very roomy, very spacious, very comfortable. So I mean, if I really needed a ride, I wouldn't mind taking a minivan. Yeah. I mean, but anyways, yeah. So where did we go next? 
So after we got back to the car, after we got back to the car, we drove to our hotel to check, check in. in. Yeah. And that was an experience. Yes. Cause the lines were super long and I'm not sure if this was a, you know, a lesson learned or if it was just a one-time thing that just happened, but it was, what time was it? Like one or two? It was like two thirty. Yeah. And the line was super long to check in. However, it also wasn't working the app, right? You said we couldn't, we couldn't do pre-check-in or something. Yeah. So I did try to do online check-in a few times and every time I tried to do it and granted I should have just done it on my laptop, but I, I chose not to because that's just the kind of person I am, I guess. Um, but I, I tried to do online check-in through the app and unfortunately it wasn't working at yeah. the time. So I'm not so. sure if, I'm not sure if that was what caused the, the, the lengthy wait to mm-hmm. check in. But, but then when we, you know, an hour or two later, there was no line. So, you know, it could no be just, whatsoever. yeah, it could be just like a rush hour thing. So I think it's a solid rule of thumb that I don't think we're going to be checking in anytime before like three o'clock. In case we run into that situation. Yeah, again. definitely do late afternoon, early evening check-in. Yeah. I think that's l- less of a prime time to to do check-in at. Mm-hmm. And even so, there was a separate area for online check-in. Like it would be a separate line, but there was nobody stationed in that area. So I'm wondering if it was a known issue that online check-in wasn't working. Everybody's going to be coming to here. Although they did have a lot of staff uh, cast members that were checking people in. So it's mm-hmm. not like Disney wasn't trying to. Yeah meet the demand of check-in at least yeah although the people in front of us were mad (laughs) they were Mm -hmm. really upset that they had to wait in such a long line but i guess you can't beat it because you're at disney Mm -hmm. so when we're at the check-in counter she tells us i have great news or or, the cast member who checked us in i have great news for you you're going to be staying in one of our refurbished rooms (laughs) i felt like i won something like, I won the biggest prize yes. that Disney could possibly give me. You were pretty happy. I had no idea what was going on. Yes. <laughs> I was and like, I, what? <laughs> and I think I mentioned it to Richie just in passing, like, oh, I want to stay here because they said they have new rooms and this and that, but I don't think he really kind of got it. So, I mean, this cast member really made magic for me. Although she did, once she saw I was so surprised and excited, she was like, you know, you could have just requested this. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, now I know. <laughs> yeah, so that's when we find out you can actually request to get your room, yeah. reno- the renovated room. Yeah, so right now, like Richie said in the um, the headlines, it's the 80s and 90s room, and they're working on the 70s. So, mm-hmm. excuse me. So check that out next time you're staying at the Pop Century. They are nice. Yeah, it was it was nice inside. It was super modern. Yeah, it was very modern, very spacious. So now instead of having two beds that are just there, chilling in the room at all times, one of them is a Murphy bed, which we didn't use because it was just the two of us. Um, But you have the ability to kind of tuck it away, make more space for yourself. There's a large desk area now. The TV that they set up is like massive for the size of the room, but it was really nice. Mm. The bathroom situation is really nice. It's very updated, very clean lines. It's very well lit. Very well lit. A lot of good lighting in there. You know what's surprising too? The amenities in terms of like soap, shampoo, conditioner, they're larger than what Disney usually offers. 
And to me, they, they, they felt like a bit, lot better quality. So my hair feels radiant right now because <laughs> I washed it this morning with the, the shampoo. The showers are, are, you know, there's no, there was no tub in there, which is interesting. Um, it's yeah. Not normal, so but. for, for those of you traveling with kids um, who do need a bathtub, there's no bathtub in these renovated rooms. It's just a, sh- well, a shower least, stall. I mean, we don't know if it like they other rooms have it, but ours That's didn't true. have a bathroom. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Ours had a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> we had to go ours, outside. <laughs> yeah. Ours didn't have a tub. It was a stand-up shower, which was amazing. It was really cool. But, you know, I just don't know who actually or if you really need a tub, that might be a problem. Well, yeah. I mean, again, talk to your cast member at check-in and just double check to see if if you're requiring a tub that that it's there. Yeah. Um, there's a fridge available, so you could put your waters in there if you're going to the park later. So that's just well, that's something standard. nice to have. I know, so, but I just feel like it's, so it's amazing. The the cool upgrade that I would say that's worthy of noting is that there's they have uh, the USB like ports everywhere now. Like like every like foot there's a USB port <laughs> that you can plug in like your your device whether it's your cell phone your whatever you can you can plug in USB everywhere. Yeah, I mean it was so cool, and I feel like the outlets. Um, are very well placed from where they are in regular rooms. Yeah, that's true. Because I remember whenever we stay at a hotel, and this is not just Disney hotels, this is any hotel, the outlets always seem to be like just far away enough where if my phone is plugged into the wall to charge that I have to like lean over to the floor to like look at my phone. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's legit. (laughs) So I'm really, I, I think that they did a really, really nice job. And last thing, there's no carpet. It's, oh yeah, it was it's all like wood laminate wood. Laminate, yeah. yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. It's it. I'm I am a fan of that normally, but with the weather being the way it was, it was kind of rainy. Um, I could see mud getting tracked in a lot because there's not like a doormat to like scrape up your the bottom of your your shoes to clean off. Mm-hmm. So that was my only kind of like concern concern but yeah. i mean it's not really a concern i suppose especially if you have like just little slippers then you i guess it doesn't matter but yeah but yeah. it was it was overall it was really nice um very nice super experience. updated yeah mm-hmm. so after that where did we go we went to try to see the monorail resorts yes which we drove over there with the intention of parking at the polynesian and kind of doing the polynesian like a tour of the Polynesian, maybe going to Trader Sam's, um, but it, it was it just did not work out that way at all. It was packed. It was packed. So what we ended up having to do was once we got to the guard gate at the Polynesian, the security guard directed us to the Magic Kingdom parking lot because they could only accommodate guests who had a confirmed dining reservation or room reservation, which we did not. So we actually ended up parking at the Magic Kingdom parking lot and taking the monorail around from there, from the Transportation and Ticket Center. So we kind of changed up our plans a little bit. The first resort we went to on the monorail loop was the Grand Floridian, and we had an amazing time there. Yeah, that place is cool. It was awesome. So if you haven't been to the Grand Floridian, it's just a, it's, it's also a deluxe resort, but it is really one of the nicest resorts on property. It's very well themed. It's themed, it's themed to the Victorian era. It has a beautiful lobby with these amazing chandeliers. When we walked in, there was a live piano player who was dressed in a suit as Richie noted. Yes. 
on Instagram, I, I took a video of the guy playing the, I think I took a, a video of the guy playing the, the piano in a, in a suit. It was just, it's massive. Like that thing is massive. I mean, there's a, there's another, uh, you know, we'll get to another resort that's also massive, but the Grand Floridian is huge. There's so like the acoustics of, for music in there is amazing. Um, also the location of where they have the gingerbread house, right? Yes. Yeah. So it wasn't there, the obviously, but <laughs> it wasn't there. Yeah, <laughs> they had some birdcage or something. I don't know. Well, that's that always there. Oh, it's always surprisingly there. Surprisingly well, for you, yeah. It's it was really nice. Like the Grand Floridian, I think was you know is probably my favorite, my favorite uh, resort um, overall. I think. Yeah. At least that we visited. Mm-hmm. So when we were there, we saw that there was a, a hair salon there. And so now it's kind of my, it's going to be one of my goals, maybe in the next upcoming trip. I want to get my hair cut there. I don't know why. Yeah. I just think it would be a fun experience. Transform myself, go into Disney, like looking like regular me and then come out looking like something else. Moana. Moana. <laughs> I know. Hopefully they give me some hair, some hair extensions because my hair is nothing like yeah. Moana's. So. So after that. Once we arrived, we went to Meisner's Lounge. So one of the goals for, for me was to do the monorail bar, bar crawl. So we stopped at Meisner's Lounge, which is a very cozy bar area that they serve appetizers, wine, beer, cocktails. Um, and we ended up ordering a cheese plate, which is actually the cheese plate from Citricose, which is how it's advertised on the menu. And I got a glass of wine and Richie was just taking in the sights. He had coffee, so he was sipping on his coffee. And it was pretty crowded actually. It was crowded, it was like around nine. Yeah, it was around nine o'clock. Um, we didn't have to wait for a table, but I could see depending on the time of day that you come, you would have to wait for a table probably. Yeah. Um, and then we were just sitting there and all of a sudden the band started playing. Yeah, that was, that was really cool. That was a, a lovely surprise, which we don't know. We, we didn't, we don't really know like how that works, but I'm assuming that they, they play every night there probably at nine o'clock. Cause they started mm -hmm. like, I think it was like nine or nine or five on the dot, like right after the, right when the fireworks started. Mm -hmm. So, um, that was a really cool experience. Those guys, you know, they were legitimate musicians. Oh yeah, they certainly are. They were played. I would say like 50% Disney standards and then 50% just regular jazz standards. Yeah. But it was just a wonderful, wonderful playlist that they have. And we, we, we listened to the, the whole thing, the, the, their whole set. Yeah. And then we went, we went downstairs um, to enjoy, I guess, like to, to see, you know, I was really curious to see what, what it was like if people were actually enjoying, you know, the music and if people stopped to watch and what they were doing in the lobby. And, and like, yeah, there was like a lot of people sitting and just hanging out in, in the, in the lobby down there. Is that, was that the lobby? Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, some really cute thing happened. Like this very elderly couple started dancing and it was a wonderful thing to see. Like you had the band playing, you were at the Floridian and then you had these like two individuals just displaying like crazy love. I think that, I think that was really cool. It was really so. nice. Which, speaking of, um, you know, you talked about you want, we, we were trying to do the monorail bar crawl thing. We failed at that. Like, yeah, it didn't work Because <laughs> it's so hard to do because especially if you're enjoying somewhere, you know, mm -hmm. like it's hard to go from like play. I mean, we started a little late too, but I think we, we, we might have underestimated what it takes. You had to start like at five, I think, to do that successfully. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think that if you are planning to do the monorail bar crawl to do... A, a really meaningful crawl start early yeah definitely gotta start early on that one yeah and then we made our way over to 
The Contemporary Resort. The Contemporary Resort. Mm-hmm. And Richie got to see the lovely Mary Blair mosaic. Mm-hmm. So Mo- Mary Blair again is who helped design the uh, It's a Small World characters. Cool. So it's in that same style. It's just really, really beautiful. And it's huge. It's, it's seven stories tall. It's mm-hmm. massive also. Which on the way there, what we also realized was they changed security and how security works. Mm-hmm. So now they are... I don't know. They, they've expand. Disney has expanded their security checkpoints, mm-hmm. and they're, or they, the way that they, the lady termed it to me was that they expanded their perimeter. So now mm-hmm. you get checked before you're even able to get onto a monorail. Yeah. Like so, at some of the resorts that have monorail access, mm-hmm. you get checked before you even are able to get onto the monorail, which I, I really like, and I think that's going to help with safety. And it also is supposed to, supposed to help with um, with deficiency as well. So it's supposed to decrease weights from what was an average, I think, of thirty minutes. I guess they were saying it's supposed to go down to like five minutes um, in terms of you know security check in. So that was pretty cool. That's we figured that out like on the way the to the contemporary. And well, we we figured that out on the way to the transportation and ticket center. Yeah. Before we even started. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was it was really interesting to see. I could definitely understand how they are doing this for efficiency purposes um more so than maybe safety purposes because the actual i mean i guess there's a lot of ways to look at it because the actual process of what they do hasn't changed they still randomly select people to go through a metal detector yeah but but some of it now is like you're gonna get checked like from the way that they have it set up it's like everyone that was going through the certain area was going through the metal detector like I think there was a time that she was she, she was like just go, but I think when it's like a crowd of people, everyone was funneling through the, like at at the points of the mm-hmm. checkpoint, at the Polynesian, they were funneling like there was a line, no one was going around, and everyone was going through the metal detector. Well, I when mean, we were at the main at the main one in in uh, Magic Kingdom, they, it was like random, yeah. but at those checkpoints, it was like everyone was getting screened. Well, I can already see how it's more efficient this way, even though there was that little line that we noticed at the Polynesian when we were just sitting on the monorail passing through. Um, because it it eliminates the bottleneck at Magic Kingdom. So you're not going to have to worry about that. But I did wonder, and we didn't really have the time to investigate this. So if you get on the monorail at the Polynesian Resort, if you go to the transportation and ticket center and you get on the monorail to go to Epcot, what happens when you get to Epcot? Does the entrance from or the exit from the monorail go to directly through, like past security? Which it might. That's probably what happens. Somebody let me know because I'm, I'm really curious to see how this is working. So we went to the contemporary yes. for... To go to go to Wave, right? Yeah, we okay. went to the Contemporary. The whole purpose was to go to the Wave to continue our bar crawl. crawl. Mm-hmm. And the restaurant portion closed at nine thirty, mm-hmm. so that wasn't an option. But they do offer a, a select selected item menu at the bar, and we got another cheese plate, a few glasses of wine, and Richie got a burger, and then we got these bow buns as well. Mm-hmm. So all the food was really good. Yeah, I thought it was was delicious. What did you think of your burger? Well, the burger was amazing. I, the bao buns were okay. I mean, they weren't like anything crazy, exotically special, but they were they, a little spicy. But they were spicy. They were they were good though. 
Um, but the burger was a lot better. I, li- I like the burger. It was good. I haven't had so much cheese in like a two hour period in a while. Yeah. So I had like the cheese plate at Grand Floridian and then I got another cheese plate at the Wave. Man, and I feel good. I thought I would get a stomach ache, but I felt wonderful. <laughs> so what did you think of the Wave in terms of like uh, a place that you would just eat? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's rough because we got there like a little late, so we were only able to we were only able to eat in the at the bar section. So mm-hmm. it was after. By the time we got there, I think it was after eleven. So we were only able to no, I don't even know what time it was. Like probably like after ten, I think. But I think dinner had already ended, so we we weren't able to to eat in the regular restaurant area. We only ate at the bar area. So I mean, the bar area was cool. Like if it's a late if if you need a late dinner. I would say it's definitely a really cool place to go to. The bartenders obviously were super nice because it was Disney. Um, the food options were fairly vast for you know having being, the, a late being, night. being dinner being over and yeah. you know you have a bar menu. It was it was a good menu available and obviously all the drink menu was there, so mm-hmm. it was good. Yeah, I think it was a really good experience. Um, it, the, I feel like the fun thing about doing Disney at just the resorts is the people watching aspect like just in our short time at the wave you kind of sit everybody's sitting around a bar it was pretty there was a lot of people there actually mm-hmm. um for the time of the evening it was and it's just fun to kind of overhear what people are doing and just people watching from mm-hmm. across the bar so it, i think that's one of the the more interesting aspects of going to Disney and not going into the parks is just seeing what kind of people are out there with yeah. you. Yeah, that's true. So after that was when we had all the monorails had closed. We couldn't use any monorails to go back to where we where we started. Yeah, so the monorail service stopped at eleven thirty and we left the wave at around eleven forty. And we couldn't get on a monorail to go back to the transportation and ticket center. So we went to the lobby um, to ask one of the cast members, so what recommendations do you have to get back to our car at the TTC? And we inquired about a minivan, but the minivans weren't operating at the Contemporary at the time. Mm. And here we are walking there thinking like, oh, we're going to get another free ride. Nope. No, we, we Ubered it. Six dollars. Yeah. That was our six dollar Uber ride. So fast forward to the next day and so we had day two. Mm-hmm. We ate breakfast at Pop Century. Pop Century, which has amazing waffles. And I think they have breakfast there all day, which is awesome because we had breakfast there previously at five PM the day before. Yes, we did. So um the breakfast there was awesome. And it was it was raining a lot at the time, so which was which was great because that was also the point of the trip was you know to show that if it's a bad day outside and it's raining, you can still do other things at the park and have a wonderful time. So it was raining outside the park. Outside the parks, yeah. yeah. So it it was it was raining, um, and then we made our way. We finished breakfast and we drove to the Wilderness Lodge. And yes, so this place is amazing. So it's, so Richie had never seen the Wilderness Lodge. And I didn't even know it existed. Like, yeah. <laughs> be, like not even not seen it. I did not know it was a thing. I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, I'd never seen a picture of it. I've never seen a, like a peep of this amazing lodge anywhere is, on the internet. It's true. Like Richie pointed this out. So on Instagram, which we, we have an account on Instagram, DisneyWTF.radio, in case you're not following us. <laughs> so we never see pictures of the Wilderness Lodge. 
or not very many. It's, it feels like I, I, I actually don't remember seeing we're, one we're recently. Gonna, we're gonna we're gonna bring that like to fruition. Like people are gonna you're gonna start seeing that there's gonna be a lot more wilderness lodge stuff on Instagram. If I have to lead that wave, I will do it. But <laughs> this place is amazing. Lodge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is just it's it's one of those resorts. Just I'm gonna blanket it and say it's it's so immersive. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so well themed. It smells really good in there. I don't know what smell they use, but you walk in, you look up at the lobby ceiling, and you're just like, oh my goodness, this place is crazy. It's massive. You look at the giant totem poles, the the chandeliers that they have that look like teepees, the geyser that they have in the middle of the lobby, the big fireplace. I mean, that's just the lobby. And there's all these things to like take in. So it's, it's just an amazing place. Now, we, we walked to the, the, the Roaring Fork, which is their little quick service area yes. that you can pick up little items. Richie got a coffee there. I did. And what I was blown away at was the Campfire Cupcake. Yes. So <laughs> it's a chocolate cupcake that has uh, white buttercream icing that's been dipped in Oreo crumbs. So it looks like dirt. And then they have rock candies and a fire looking icing in the middle atop the, the rock candies and a, and a small roasted marshmallow. Oh my goodness. This was the best cupcake I think I've ever had at Disney. Like not only does it fit the theme of the wilderness lodge, you can, I'm pretty sure you can only find it at the wilderness lodge. Yeah. I've never seen that before. I mean, I haven't really been to Disney much, but I mean, I was just, I was blown away by this cupcake. Please somebody, if you also have had it or if you're, if you're going to try it, please let me know what you think, because I think we will both agree that it's the best cupcake on property. (laughs) Not even kidding. Not even exaggerating. Just do it. So also at this, um, what was it called? The Wilderness Lodge. No, no, the place, the, the actual oh, restaurant. Oh, the Roaring Fork. So also at the Roaring Fork was uh, Disney's version of uh, Goldfish. So if you're watching, I'm holding a uh, can or whatever this is, like I don't know, a plastic container of what looks like Goldfish, but they're Mickey-themed. Um, they are little heads of Mickey. They're called Chippendales. They're called Mickey Puff Cheese Crackers. Um, I think you probably could only get this there as according to the cast member that was working there, but she wasn't a hundred percent. So you might be able to find this in other places, or you might only be able to find this at the, uh, at that, at that restaurant. And who doesn't love cheese puffed Mickey? Exactly. Heads. I mean, goldfish are awesome. So these have to be magical. Yeah, I agree. Cause they're Mickey's head. They have the magic surcharge probably. I don't even know how much they cost. I think they're like <laughs> three something, honestly, eh, but whatever. But, um, so then we went to, so we explored a little bit more. Oh, so then we went to the train, the train guy. Yeah. So we went to the Boulder Villas, I believe is what they're called, which is the Disney Vacation Club area. And when you walk into this area, of course they greet you with the Disney Vacation Club slogan, welcome home. And then the, the cast member, he walked us through to what he called the train room, which was literally a room dedicated to Walt and his love for trains. Yeah. So I didn't know he liked trains. Obviously I learned this new, but apparently Walt was in love with trains and which lo and behold, that guy that was, that led us to this place. Oh God, scared me. Battery died. All right, perfect. Just leave it. So, (laughs) 
So the the guy that went to this place, that the guy that tickets this place, which which is crazy. So let me, let me start over. So when we walked in, and you know the guy welcomed us, welcome home, whatever. We're like, hey, and like he kind of looked at us to see like if we needed help. He you know he, we were like, oh yeah, you know like you know we looked a little lost probably, and like yeah, we're just we're walk, we're just exploring, we're walking around. His face lit up, and he like in his mind. Like he was probably like, boy, do I have something to show you, right? <laughs> and he like got super excited and he started walking over and he was just like, oh, let me show you the train room. And, you know, that's when we started learning about how Walt was in love with trains. And um, what was the name of the train again? It was Carrollwood Pacific. Yeah, Carrollwood Pacific Railroad. Mm-hmm. So I guess that was a railroad ride or attraction or whatever over in Disneyland that Walt had made. Or no? So, Carrollwood Way was the name of the street that he lived on in California. Yeah. And so, Carrollwood Pacific Railroad was a train that he built for his family. Oh, okay. So, was that in Disney or no? No. This was oh. in his backyard. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> so, and, so crazy. And I know this, this backyard. This, if, I'm telling you, if you're at the Wilderness Lodge, go to the train room in this Disney Vacation Club area because it's more like a museum. And you get to see the physical cars that Walt himself had made for his family to use in their backyard. And this gentleman that was showing us this area, he was like, well, actually, I've ridden on this before. When yeah. he and he said that when he was really little. Which how did he do that? That's what I'm saying. I think it was I at know. I think it was at is, oh, I think it's at Disneyland. If anybody knows, please clarify we gotta, details. We, gotta, we were just so blown away at the time. We couldn't get anything straight. We'll have to look that up. I'm pretty sure it was a, I'm pretty sure it's a, also something that's available to ride at Disneyland. And I guess this guy, you know, that was an older man, you know, probably in his what? Late 50s? Late, no, no, early 60s? Like he was an older gentleman and, you know, his memory was riding that as a kid. Which, you know, is pretty crazy because that's probably like he just probably loves to show people Walt's love for 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 trains, Mm -hmm. which also brings me to a thought I had. And I want to see I wish there was some sort of data behind this. Um, We also saw when we were eating, this is like just a flashback, but when we were eating in uh, in Pop Century, is that what it's called, right? Pop Century? Mm -hmm. When we were eating in Pop Century, I saw a little girl that had a, a full Disney dress on. And I really wish there was some sort of knowledge or data that had the percentage of of girls or even boys that became Disney fanatics after being fully dressed and and enjoy and experienced Disney that way. So anybody, I guess, who their parents maybe took them as a kid, how many converts happen as an adult? Yeah, but but happen like with little things like that because that little girl was a full Disney princess. Yeah. Like I wonder if there's like some sort of statistic to show like if you take a kid to Disney and you know they ride that train the the Carrollwood Pacific Road like what is a percentage of like kids that ride that train like become fanatics or like the same thing like girl little girls that wear a full dress and go to Disney and enjoy Disney experience that way what is that percentage of girl that will stay a Disney fanatic throughout her adulthood? Well, we need that data. Someone I think okay. Out. So our own data. So this one man, <laughs> he's a, so it's one hundred percent right now. Yeah, this one man. Just know that one dude. <laughs> um, yeah. So definitely go check it out if you're in the Wilderness Lodge area. Um, there's a couple fireplaces as well, which I'm sure are beautiful around when it gets a little chilly in Orlando, which it does. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. 
um, to go sit by and just really cozy, cozy nooks to explore. Mm. And I think a lot of this trip was just exploring the resorts. I mean, but that appeals to us. We like exploring nature and just looking at things like this railroad and mm. um, learning about new things. So I think that this was a really good trip for us to be able to do things outside of the parks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that lodge was that lodge was amazing though. I, re- I really enjoyed that lodge. Yeah. Um, let me see if I have any other notes that I wanted to cover. Pretty sure we we. I covered everything I wanted to cover. What was your favorite <laughs> part of this trip? My favorite part of the trip was probably uh, the Grand Fl- the Grand Floridian. Why? Hanging out there. Mm-hmm. The little the bar that we got to enjoy, the band, the guy playing the piano, the old couple dancing, that was probably the best part of the trip. Yeah. I think my favorite part of this trip was the Wilderness Lodge. Yeah. And I, I haven't been there in a really long time just to kind of explore. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, in terms of immersive resorts, I think that this really, it, it, it takes a big portion of the cake. Because even when the, you drive up, you see all these trees, you feel like you're in the wilderness, the flowers that they use, the smell in the lobby, the fireplace. Yeah, I, I just feel like everything there is just, it's so immersive and it's, yeah. it was a wonderful time to explore it. Yeah. You know what's something I did want to bring up? And I told you this earlier. It's very interesting. Deluxe resorts, the, their self-service area is so different from at a value resort. Because a value resort is way more cafeteria looking, whereas at the deluxe resorts, it's more of like a convenience store. So I don't know. I was just It's just very interesting to see the type of person that they feel like they're catering towards. But they have those restaurants, though. I know. But I'm just saying. It's probably a volume thing, too. Yeah. Like, there's probably not volume that moves through Pop Century or All Stars or the same volume that moves through... Um, the Grand Lodge, Floridian yeah. or, or, you know, the Wilderness Lodge. So that's true. Yeah. Well, I had a great trip with you. It was wonderful. That was, it was a wonderful, uh, it was a wonderful, you know, way to experience Disney without av- having to go to the parks. So. I know. And we didn't even like touch the surface of yeah, really that's everything crazy there is part to too. do. That's, that's also the crazy like, part. Like think of all the other activities, the water activities, going into the pool, all the golfing. There's so many golf courses on Disney property. It's kind of crazy, golf but we're golf not courses. really golfers, unfortunately. Yeah. So, so, uh, cool. So cool thing that we're going to be doing, this is going to be our second, we're going to announce our second giveaway. So the way that you can enter in an opportunity to win this giveaway is being that this is going to be posted on being that this is going to be posted on monorail Monday. And these are monorails that we're going to be giving away, which we'll, we'll post a picture on Instagram of what this is going to look like. But to win one of these monorails, possibly two, because we haven't decided how much we're going to keep for ourselves. They're monorail highlighters for the record. Oh, yeah. They're, they're monorail highlighters. So th- these are highlighters that are in the shape of a monorail. So to win, you have to, or to enter to win, sorry, to, to enter to win, we're going to pick three winners. So we're going to pick the top three winners, and they're going to get a monorail. And the way you're going to get, the way you enter to win is tag us in your favorite monorail Monday picture. And not only do you tag us, but you have to hashtag monorail giveaway so we can actually see it in addition to and go back and review 
and we're going to pick the top three pictures that we think should win. And you have to be living in the U.S., please, because we can't ship to Japan. Unfortunately. Yeah, not right now. But uh, if you're living in the U.S., tag us in a, in a picture of your favorite Monorail Monday. Make sure to hashtag Monorail Giveaway, and we'll pick the top three winners on Monday, which is a week from today, which the date will be announced on Instagram, because I don't know exactly what day that is. <laughs> okay. So, <but> anyway. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for watching. We hope you have a really, really magical day, and we hope this brought a little bit of magic to your day. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe. Goodbye! <laughs>